Good afternoon and welcome to Tanks Talks episode number two. Um, before I go anywhere, thank you for like the absolutely amazing support last week off the back of my very first podcast, my very first YouTube series. Um, it was absolutely phenomenal and I love hearing from you guys contacting me and knowing that you're actually sitting in listening to me ramble um so yeah get cozy buckle in because we're getting ready for the second episode today so this episode is a little bit of a gritty subject um it's basically centered around coming out as gay um but not just coming out but coming out with children so as a mother or as somebody that's just a little bit older. Um, so for a little bit of context, I didn't come out until I was 31. Um, so I'm about to turn 34. <laughs> I'm relatively new to the kind of gay scene, so to speak. Um, and I'm also a mother of two children. So for me, coming out, it was a very, very big thing. It wasn't something that was just gonna change my life but it's also something that ultimately changed my children's lives. Um, and there's something that a lot of women face um, when they're either that little bit older and potentially have always been in a straight relationship or they have children, is that question of, well, you know, how did your ex take it? Um, or why have you lied to people? Um, there's a lot of kind of stigma centered around coming out as a parent I think um which is something that actually I personally feel it, that needs to be eradicated um so I'm going to give some context on my story how I came out what kind of brought that about um because ultimately one thing that even I've been faced with asking is why did you lie to your ex-husband and ultimately I didn't I didn't lie to him. I didn't necessarily lie to anybody but myself. Um, and I actually feel like that should be the most important question to anybody that's coming out later in life or as a parent. Um, so yeah, to scale it right back, I kind of had an inkling, I kind of knew back when I was a teenager. So around 13, 14, I started to kind of really develop a like for girls and really like find that that's where my eye would go um but due to kind of certain circumstances and certain things that went on it just didn't happen for me it just it didn't it didn't ever feel like it was an option or a possibility um and I potentially didn't have that kind of set almost level of certainty that maybe some people have um so I kind of never really came out I never it never happened and then I um kind of went from relationship to relationship as I'm sure many young girls do and eventually when I was 19 I met well I'd already known the father of my children but I kind of got with the father of my children and um by the time I was 21 I was pregnant with my first child and we were getting married so you know at that point I didn't even question myself I didn't question 
my sexuality. I don't know if it's because I was too young. I don't know if it's just because I was doing what was conventionally expected of me. Um, and I didn't quite kind of understand who I was yet. Um, but, you know, we went on to get married. We went on to have our first child. We then went on to have our second child uh, two years later when I was 23. Um, and unlike a lot of potentially women, I didn't actually leave my ex-husband due to my sexuality. Um, and that's something that I've had to clarify quite a lot because that's where so many women get judged. So many women get called out for, you know, leaving their ex-husband for essentially another woman or coming out as gay and then therefore you've lied to them. I didn't necessarily do that. So I, we had been separated for a solid kind of five years before I even ever came out. Um, however, you know, our relationship just ultimately didn't work. Um, so we separated, but then from that point forwards, you know, we'd been together for quite a while. We'd been together for about six years when we separated. Um, but whatever kind of I went to from that point, it just never worked for me. It never, I, I'd never been in a relationship with a man that felt ultimately right. Um, it was a situation that, again, it was just doing kind of what was expected, almost like ticking the box, white picket fence. You know, I ended up divorced by the time I was like, what, 26? 27 um but nothing nothing ever fit nothing ever was kind of okay and I I stumbled from bad relationship to bad relationship um from kind of negative situation to negative situation until actually lockdown happened um so it was around the time when the whole world went into shutdown that I was kind of faced with a little bit of reality um, and it was in that process that almost the unveiling of myself started to happen. So it was kind of around April, May 2020 um, when I hadn't been near any of my work colleagues. I hadn't been really around my mum and dad. I hadn't seen any friends, nothing that I had to really settle for the first time in my life, just me, just myself. And then alongside that as well, I suddenly couldn't have any hair extensions. I couldn't have eyelash extensions. I couldn't have my nails done. All of those things that were almost like this fake fabrication of who I thought I had to be to fit in, didn't exist anymore. Um, and because I wasn't seeing anyone, I suddenly started dressing how I wanted to dress, not how I thought I wanted to dress, like, well, thought I was meant to dress or how, sorry, mum, but my mum, <laughs> <laughs> what it means to be dressed she likes it very very girly and I'm very not like that um but all of those things kind of really made me face a side of myself that I had never ever seen before um and I kind of actually get deep in my head suddenly I, I couldn't have contact with anybody else the dating scene was was done for by that point I'd been single for a, a couple of years and I kind of just had this moment where I was like I really just feel like I need to get to grips with who I am with what I like and actually who I want to be and it was a bit of a sad moment it was kind of like a bit of a wake-up call of like shit I'm 31 and I don't know who I am 
and I've potentially wasted years and years of my life trying to fit in when I don't fit into that gap. Um, and, you know, the thought of coming out was petrifying. It, it was really, really, really quite scary. Not just in the sense that, you know, I've got to go and tell the world that I'm now gay, but also in the sense of how is that going to affect my children? I did have a moment, I'm not going to lie, what, what, what is my ex-husband going to think? Because he's still very much a big part of their lives. Um, he's just as much in their life as I am. Like, what's he going to think? Is, is he going to think negatively of me? You know, are people going to think that I've absolutely fucking lost the plot? Because suddenly I'm, I'm saying that I like women. What are my mum and dad going to think? How much judgment is going to be coming my way? Like, there's so many things ran through my head. But ultimately, when I was kind of stripped back and the facade was taken off of me, I really felt at home for the first time. I felt really at peace with me um, and who I am and who I wanted to be, actually. Um, and so that was the unveiling of grace and it all started to unravel from that point and actually you know my biggest priority during the whole kind of coming out process was my children it's always going to be the kids and ironically they were the first people I told so it was actually my son and we were sitting having dinner one day and he asked me something about about gay people and we very much I have this parenting style where, where I don't I don't hide anything from them, so to speak. So if they ask me a question, they know they're gonna get a very honest answer. Um, my son has autism, so you can't, you can't fabricate stuff. You have to be quiet to the point. But anyway, we would chat, like sitting chatting, chatting about kind of the LGBTQ plus community. And he just said like, mum, are you? Are you part of that? Are you gay? And I just kind of looked at him and I was like, this is my shot. This is my chance. And I just went, yes, I am. And I kind of sat back for a minute and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what are they going to say? What's going to happen? And you know what? They just went, cool. And carried on eating their dinner. And that was it. Like nothing. There was no judgment. There was no questioning. Now, obviously, at the time, they were, they were fairly diddy. They were about, I think, six and eight around that age. Um... But there was nothing from them. It, it, it was just like, oh, okay, cool. Not, not a problem. And we moved on. And I kind of had this moment, I was like, if my children accept this, if my kids can absorb that, fuck anybody else. I don't care what anybody else thinks because it's those, it's their opinion and their feelings that are the only ones to me that are valid. So if anybody else has anything to say, that's really not my problem. Um, and then that gave me a lot of strength and a lot of courage to really just start being myself. Um, and then the next set of people for me to come out to was my mum and dad, and I did that um, in a very weird way, <laughs> but I did it. And you know, at first my mum wasn't 100% 
sure she wasn't kind of negative she didn't decline it she didn't reject me but she just had an uncertainty which is fine i think sometimes potentially some people need to be educated rather than scorned for being uncertain on something um my dad was completely fine it was almost like they kind of knew they knew it was there it was just almost like waiting for it to come out um and then after that i was like do you know what i don't really feel the need to actually come out to individual people um a lot of my friends i think had kind of done the guesswork over periods of time some people were like come on grace we've always known this about you and i'm like really <laughs> really um but you know i then made one video i made one single video on this stupid app that i downloaded because my kids had it and i was like right i want to see what they're seeing um so i entered the world of tiktok i made a video with the sound mama said it's okay um which at the time was quite a popular sound about me coming out and what did my mum say and it went viral and that was it suddenly everybody everybody that knew me knew i was gay um and do you know what? I did face some judgment. I did. I faced some questioning. I faced some people being uncertain about it. I faced certain people almost fetishizing it a bit. Fetish, fetishize? I can't say the word. Yeah, you get my point. Um, but I did. I did face elements of judgment and questioning. And, you know, I had some people say to me, but you were once married to a man. It's like, and? What, what does that have to do with absolutely anything? Um, and even on TikTok, like, people would say to me, oh, you know, what's, what's your, what did your ex-husband say? So what, why does it matter? Why does it matter at all? What, A, we've not, you know, we've not been connected for a very, very long time in that sense. We're just parents. But B, also, why does it matter what he said? He doesn't have to live my life. You know, and ultimately, I think there's a lot of people within my generation and older that are stuck, that wish they could come out, that want to be able to take that step for themselves, but they can't through fear and, you know, that stigma of judgment like that. So I kind of had this attitude that I think carried me through, that I think gave me a bit of strength, where I was like, do you know what? Fuck what anybody thinks about this. I'm gonna do me, I'm gonna live my life, and I am going to embrace who I am, um, and a side of grace that actually nobody had ever seen. I'd never seen her. I'd never ever been faced with the real me, and I wanted to fall in love with her. I actually think that falling in love with myself was a really important and almost integral part actually of the journey that I went on with coming out. So even if you see photos of me from my past, I, I'm so distinctly different. You know, I had long blonde hair extensions i pretty much exclusively always had blonde or brightly colored hair um i wore a lot of makeup like a lot of thick makeup i 
always every day would wear full slashes without fail i always had very very long acrylic nails if i went out i'd wear dresses and things like that and quite often you could see i, I wasn't comfortable i didn't hold myself kind of naturally um and I'd always say things like I want, like I want my sets and pierce, I want to stretch my ears, like I want to do all these things and everyone's like no you're too pretty for that. And I kind of always felt like having a pretty face and being put on that pretty label meant that I had to fit into this box and I also kind of felt like I had to look straight. And I know that sounds like a weird thing to say but you know I was in groups of other women i didn't know any gay women when i came out i literally didn't know any i lo i knew a load of gay men but not i didn't know lesbians and it was kind of like fitting in with them right i had to become one of them um and actually when i came out and all of that was taken back and i started to dress different i started to be a lot more comfortable in myself. I started to not or only exclusively buy women's clothes. Suddenly my wardrobe started to become men's clothes because you know what, they're fucking comfy and I really like them. Um, a lot of people were like, you're changing, you're different. I'm like, I'm not though. I'm who I want to be. I'm who I've, I'm becoming who I've always wanted to be and how I'm actually most comfortable with myself, but I've never been able to display it on a public level. Um, so it's, that was sad. That felt sad. That felt like I had tried to be somebody to please other people for a very, very long time. Um, and suddenly that kind of change in myself, I felt so good. I felt so at home with who I was, but my friends had something to say about it. They, they were un, they weren't sure, they weren't sold on who I was becoming. Um, and the stigma started, you know, going back to kind of my concerns and my worries um about what certain people would think so naturally one of my biggest concerns was the kid's dad um ironically he that's never been a conversation that we've had to have it's, it's never been even a topic that has really been spoken about when i met kelly when i decided that actually kelly was somebody that i wanted to introduce to my children um i think the judgment was trusted enough that she would be the right person. I don't doubt that potentially somewhere along the line it might have been a bit weird for him. It might have felt a bit odd, I don't know. Um, but that's not a discussion we've ever, ever had to have. And ultimately I think there's never been a question of me lying um, or me you know, not being fully myself because ultimately nobody wants to live like that. No woman should have to live like that. No man should have to live like that. And if you care enough about, in particular, the other parent to your children, mother or father, you'd want them to be happy and you'd want them to be natural to yourself, I would like to think. Um, I did have one ex that was a bit of a dick and decided to call me a bender, which was not very nice. Um, 
but that's kind of about all it is. But then ultimately, I think I can only speak for my own situation. Luckily, my own situation wasn't too bad. I think Bender was about as bad as it got. <laughs> but, you know, I think you do have to be realistic that if you are coming out and you either have, you know, a, a, an ex of the opposite sex, yeah, the opposite sex, like if, if you've got an ex-husband or an ex-boyfriend or something like that, there's a big chance that he's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt their ego. Um, it's going to feel really confusing for them. And in many senses, that's really not your fucking problem because they're an ex. If they're the father of your kids, it's a little bit different. I think that is territory where you, you have to both learn to understand each other and that might take time. Um, but ultimately, you're moving on to something that they can't give you, you know, and they, I think it, it will raise questions of, well, did they ever find me attractive? Where, where was I ever, like, did I ever do it for them kind of thing? Like, it, it's, go, it's gonna feel funny, but you, that's a ride that you have to wave. Um, but ultimately, I knew for me, as soon as I kind of came to terms in my head with who I was, I couldn't hold that back. There was there was no way in hell I wanted to lose any more of my life than what I had. Um, and the sheer irony of I, like I said earlier, I've been I had been single for a couple of years by that point. Um, I wasn't even looking for anyone. <laughs> I, had, I had no intention of dating, looking for anyone, nothing. Like, and then this girl just popped up on my feed. And I could not stop looking at her. And I was like, shit. Like, I'm going to message her. And then as soon as we started talking, I was like, I'm going to marry her one day. Like, And it just all fell into place. It's like this whole natural being of who I should have been happened. It, it just came out. It was the right time for my life. It was the right time for my kids. It was the right time for her. It was just right. For the first time ever it felt so fucking right. So I'm a very big believer in you have your own power and ultimately it might have taken me some time to get to that point where I knew. Um, but once I knew who I was and once I knew that actually that, that was what I needed to do, I needed to come out, I needed to just be myself... I harnessed so much inner power that I didn't realise I ever had. And I changed my own game. I changed my life quite literally within one sentence. And, you know, unfortunately, yes, I have lost people. I've lost a lot of people in the process. Um, and for me, it may not be just because I've came out. It might be because of the whole, like, growing following and... But actually, do you know what? I think a lot of it is because I started to be real. I started to be who I am deep down. And what I found that I'd done in my past was I'd be, I would almost kind of fit in with whoever I was with. So, you know, my the guys at work, I'd be a certain type of grace for them. And then I'd have other friends, I'd be a certain type of grace for them. And, or, you know, if I was dating anyone, I'd kind of try and, I'd constantly try and please the people that I was around. And when I started to openly be me, talk about me, 
talk about my narrative, my stories, how I felt, things that had happened, things that had gone on, people started to dissipate around me. Um, and that started when I came out. But you know what, they're not my people. They're not my tribe. And I'm okay with that. I wasn't at first, but I am now. Um, and the people that I do have around me, the people that have kind of stuck with me through the massive changes that have happened in my life are the people that I value the most. And ultimately, nobody mattered to me more than my children. And they're the happiest they've ever been. I'm the happiest I've ever been. And you can't fucking fault that. <laughs> I think to all of the women and men out there, I obviously can't speak from a male perspective. I can only speak from a female's and I can only give from my journey. But to all those out there that feel trapped inside themselves, the second you take that step is the second that you liberate yourself. If you are a mum or a dad or a parent, I think actually it's really fucking important that you take that step. It's really, really fucking important that you show your children that you are capable of living how you want to live. And there are ways and methods of doing it that aren't destructive. You know, you don't need to go out and cheat on your partner. You don't need to absolutely bulldoze the family or wreck it. You just need to take a step back and face that reality of actually this is who I am. This is, this is the life that I need to live. And actually me coming out, me being real to myself, me not living this constant fake persona of what I think people needed me to be meant that I became a better mum. I became such a better parent than what I'd ever been in my life. And, you know, I now can see it in my daughters. There's a different shine in her eyes when she looks at me, probably because I'm happy. For the first time, I'm, I'm really, really happy with where I'm at. And I'm really happy with the life that I'm able to give them. So I think it's a moment of empowerment that is mega important as a parent. And that's something that can be really undervalued by fear and being scared and actually facing you in the mirror for the first time is fucking scary I remember like looking in the mirror and actually studying myself and I didn't have a mask on I didn't have all this makeup or eyelashes or anything like that and I had to really look at me and then I had to look in myself and be like shit this is who you are and that's really scary that's frightening. And the thought of putting that on display was absolutely fucking petrifying. I was like, what if I lose everyone around me? What if everyone goes? Do you know what I'm saying? Fucking what? So what if they go? They weren't meant to be there in the first place. And my kids were the most loyal things I've ever had. Like, I, I couldn't have asked for anyone more loyal than my children. So... I think it's a step to empower yourself and ultimately I look back and I wish that I'd done it sooner. I wish that I'd had the guts to come out and say it much, much before the age of 31. Um, but 
it taught me lessons. And now, actually, I think I'm in my 30s. I feel safe. I feel secure. I know who the fuck I am. And the journey that I've been on up until now has been absolutely fucking wild. But I can actually sit and say, I'm really, really fucking happy. I'm fucking gay. And that was cool. That was such a cool moment for the first time to be like, I'm gay. And I'm not scared to say it. I'm really not scared to say it. And actually now, like, when I introduce people to my wife, I do make a point of saying, like, this is my wife. Not because she doesn't deserve her name. She does. Kelly's beautiful. Um, and not because she belongs to me. She belongs to herself. But simply because that's my wife. Like, I never, ever, ever thought I would be able to say that's that's my wife. Um, so... Coming out can be, it can be a hard experience. And I know a lot of people face a lot of rejection. And I will not, a lot of people, it literally breaks their families in half. And I fully understand that, but I think it can also really make you as a person. And it, it's something that will change your life if that is who you are. You're never going to get rid of that that's never going anywhere <laughs> that is bred deep down inside you and do you know what for all the friends that questioned whether I fancied them or not suddenly because I was gay and that that meant I was different or the friends that just got a bit shirty and a bit funny with me because you know suddenly Grace likes girls or the exes that wanted to call me a bender I give fuck <laughs> I really don't care I don't and ultimately anybody's judgment on my lifestyle on who I love and the relationships that I have that are happy and healthy and yield a beautiful family I don't give a fuck about that either I think that's kind of the perfect ending note is to just really stop giving any kind of fuck towards anybody else's opinion of you and your life if deep down you know it, embrace it. It might take some time, but do it. Embrace that side of you because actually it's fucking stunning and life was so, so hard being somebody else. It, it drained me. I made the worst choices. <laughs> I caught myself into the shittest situations that I really didn't need to put myself through. So that's it. That's a little little actually like actually it's not even little that's quite a big insight to my kind of coming out story and how I felt and what it was about um and this will be the first in the series of the coming out diaries so to speak um because I tell you what when you do come out and when you start like speaking to another woman for the first time <laughs> there's so fucking much to learn <laughs> Like, I look back on it now and I laugh and I quite often have these conversations with Kelly where I'm like, do you remember when you said this to me? But um, it does, it's it's a whole different fucking world, trust me. So uh, I fully intend to make an episode of Tanks Talks about lesbians and labels because they have labels. 
try we have labels for everything everything we are more organized than a fucking kitchen pantry so yes um on that note <laughs> i am out um thank you for a listening if you're on a podcast or b watching if you're on youtube as always please do not forget to hit subscribe it's completely free of charge um i love you absolutely lots and i've still not mastered that heart thing that all the kiddies do on tiktok with their fingers just yet but mm. Anyway, I'll catch you all next week. Actually, whilst I'm here, I know I've just said I'm going to finish. However, if you are not following tanks.talks on Instagram, you actually need to. Um, so I now have a brand new setup in the stories on um, that particular Instagram page. So we have got Pour Your Heart Out Mondays. We've got What Would Grace Do Wednesdays. We've got Confession Fridays, which trust me, last week was absolutely blowout. And then we've got Saucy Sundays where people are telling me absolutely all sorts. Um, so I'm gonna start transferring some of them into uh, Tanks Talk soon as well, because you guys are batshit. Like you're mental on there and I love you for it. Um, and it's, it's making absolutely cracking in like entertainment. So yes, make sure you drop a follow in for that too. And yeah, I'll see you.